Remember the feeling of lacing up your skates, pulling that jersey over your head for the first time? What about cheering on your teammates in the final seconds of a game? Imagine you never had the opportunity to make those memories. Many kids don't. The power of sport is in how it shapes you in these special moments. It's the memories you cherish today and the stories you tell tomorrow. It nurtures our growth and strengthens our community. Now you can help create lasting memories and fill the gap for other kids who want to play. Help Kids Sport get more kids off the sidelines and into the game and give the gift of sport today by visiting www.kidsport.ca slash giftofsport. This podcast is provided in part by Sport Calgary, partners of Kids Sport Calgary. Sport Calgary, tired of searching dozens of websites for local sports events? Visit www.sportcalgary.ca and find hundreds of local events, everything from community gatherings to summer camps to tournaments. Sport Calgary presents the Face First Podcast with your hosts, Alicia Rissling and Grace Defoe. And here they are sliding right on in, Grace and Alicia. Welcome back to the Face First Podcast. My name is Alicia Riz Rizling. My name is Grace Defoe. And we are back with another episode. Um, I am still here trapped in Calgary. I shouldn't say trapped. Things aren't too bad yet, but uh, I'm definitely not competing on the World Cup bobsledding right now, but uh, excited that we still have the ice house open so I can practice my pushing. Grace, where are you coming from us? I am still coming to you from Whistler, BC, where we have uh, been stationed out for pretty much the first half of the season. And same as you, we're not we're not traveling anywhere and we're staying safe in Canada. So I am in Whistler. There's worse places to be. That is true. We have a great guest on today, um, Mike Shaw from the Calgary Minor Basketball Association. So welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me, ladies. Excited to have you on, Mike. And uh, we have a lot of questions to talk to you about. Um, Our podcast loves to diverse ourselves, and I don't think that's a word, but we're just going to go with it, Um, into the world of sports um, in Alberta, specifically right now we're talking about Calgary, Um, and as a former basketball player, I'm really looking forward to talking to you (laughs) about this. Why don't you just start with, uh, maybe maybe start with yourself. Where are you from, and um, how did you get here today? Where where were you born, and, and what's your experience with sport growing up? Well, I'll try and make it a short story, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm originally from Nelson, British Columbia, and uh, played my high school basketball there. Uh, after I graduated high school, came out to a little uh, Bible college out in Three Hills, Alberta, called Prairie, Prairie Bible College, and played some college basketball there. Um, went back to BC and coached at my home high school in Nelson. And um, after a few years of coaching, uh, my high school coach had asked me if, if I wanted to continue with coaching. And I said, yeah. And he said, you know, you should, you should probably head down to Victoria and uh, connect up with a high school program there and, and take some more coaches training. So I was able to get on in, at uh, St. Michael's University School. And that's the school that Steve Nash came out of uh, um, before he went to the um, – the NCAA and then the NBA. So I got to coach with his um, high school coaches, which was a real uh, pleasure and honor at the time. And, uh, and then actually Prairie Bible College brought me back to Alberta in 1999 
uh, to coach their college women's team from about uh, 99 to 2001. So I've been in Alberta since 1999 and, and my wife and I have moved into the city of Calgary and we've been here since uh, about 2005. So um, yeah, I've been about a 15 year Calgarian now. So <laughs> a seasoned vet, but wow. You're, so it sounds like you've been pretty involved with basketball pretty much since did you start playing at a young age? Yeah, um, actually, I think it was around grade five. I think I started playing and and got to play with some of the grade sevens. And the big deal was playing with the grade sevens and getting to travel with them and playing tournaments uh, and go into town and things like that. I grew up outside of Nelson in a small community, so um, yeah, it was uh, it. It's kind of just all gone from there. Was there ever any other sports or has it always just been eyes set on basketball? Um, well, my brother played hockey and my dad actually coached hockey and uh, that was pretty big. But actually my real love um, or one of my loves is um, is football. And uh, my uh, my dad was a bit big Seattle Seahawks fan back in the day with uh, Dave Craig and Steve Largent and some of the old Seahawks of those days and now, now we kind of follow Russell Wilson and, and uh, the Seahawks now. So, and I'm a Calgary Stampeders stick ticket uh, season ticket holder. So um, enjoy the stamps and Dave Dickinson and, and uh, the work that the, the Stampeders do in the community. So it's a real, it's a real pleasure coming from a small community, having the ability to go watch pro sports like that. That's yeah, funny. Absolutely that uh, that you bring up also how involved the Stampeders in the community are, because we just talked about that on a few podcasts ago with uh, Madison Charney, um, and her helmet is painted like the Stampeders helmets were, but we talked about how amazing they are and how involved they are in the community. I definitely agree. Um, since moving to Calgary, can you just name some of the positions you've had in basketball and what associations you're involved with and kind of what your basketball journey in Calgary has been? Yeah, when I came in, I was involved with a, a club called the um, the Alberta Shooting Stars. Um, they were based out of Chestermere at the time, and uh, Brian Utley uh, has been their coordinator and director for many years. He also puts on a um, a gala and an awards program for the best uh, female high school basketball players in the province um, called the Alberta Shooting Stars Gala um, every spring, and he awards... Um, um, top player high school player awards from uh, 1a basketball to 4a basketball and uh, and there's games all day at sate um with the with that so i was involved with that for a few years and then i got a job with the uh national sports development um program in about uh oh, geez 2008 i think it was and uh and then i got a job working um, through national sports development for the province of Alberta, delivering the Steve Nash youth basketball program, which was kind of ironic because I, I had been at Steve Nash's high school many years before with his coaches. So um, the Steve Nash youth basketball program is now called the junior NBA. So um, young players from the age of five to 13 participate uh, in that. Um, and that's a skill development program across the province so and then um after that um 
Um, eventually, I got a job working um, with Calgary Minor Basketball as their general manager. So, um, yeah, um, here I am today. I've been with <laughs> Calgary Minor Basketball for the past uh, seven years. Amazing. I just want to throw back and, and, and shout out the Shooting Stars program because I got to play in that in high school. That was a really long time ago, but as soon as you said it was a big tournament state, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do that. That was awesome. Um, that's really cool. Um, my question about that is it seems like along the lines here in, in your first, uh, co why coaching? Was it, is, was coaching always something that you aspired to do or was it something that you were offered to do or how did that start? Well, when I came when I came back from Alberta after playing some college basketball, uh, my high school coach knew that I was back in town, and he just asked me if you if I wanted to come on his coaching staff, and um, I was kind of shocked or surprised he would ask me. So I I said sure, and so for the next about two and a half years, I traveled with the team and worked out with players, um, worked them out about six o'clock in the morning before school would start, and. I don't know. It's just basketball's just kind of been a part of my life, um, just from a young age, and coaching. I guess just kind of, just kind of came fell into it naturally. I guess. Something. It wasn't something that you weren't like. It wasn't something you originally were pursuing. What, what What did you want to be when you grew up before that? Well, coming from Nelson, it's uh, you know it's it's in the beautiful mountains of the West Kootenays, and we. We basically are ski bums in the winter and um, and beach bums in the summer. So I kind of wanted to be a forestry silviculturist, and uh, I I don't know. I just got into basketball more and more. <laughs> awesome, I love it. Some things are just are just meant to be. Um, my question more so now that you're with Calgary Minor Basketball, what are some of the like roles and responsibilities you hold now? Um, as the general manager? Well, we take in all the team registrations from the 10 zones that comprise Calgary minor basketball. And um, um, there's six zones within the city of Calgary. The, the city of Calgary is divided into six geographical areas. And then there's four zones outside the city and uh, they all comprise a league. Each, each um, zone association um, from each geographical area has a board member and uh those those people that are on the board um direct and and vote on the direction of calgary minor basketball so i'm i'm like i'm a servant of the board and i just uh you know whatever they decide to do in the direction of calgary minor basketball needs to go as far as uh coach or player development um referee development um, you know, now we're doing a lot of stuff online because uh, right now with the pandemic, uh, we're we're developing more of our online resources. So um, basically, I handle a lot of the team registrations that come in and the growth of the league, and then we schedule the teams and um, they go through a seating process once teams are registered uh, from the beginning of um, or excuse me from the end of September. Um, right up until Christmas, um, where we're going through seating round after seating round before teams are put into their uh, final division after Christmas before their playoffs. So we're trying to provide um, people in the Calgary area and, and young players uh, grassroots level basketball to develop and grow. 
Um, I just wanted to actually mention something um, that I was just kind of preparing for this podcast and, uh, uh, you know, Kevin Webster for Kidsport, uh, Kevin Webster, he, uh, he had just sent me a link there to listen to one of your recent podcasts and, um, and you had, uh, I believe you had, uh, it was Michaela was on. That's the president of um, Skeleton. Yep. Yeah, um, Michaela Whitmer. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it was just interesting listening to her story. Um, you know, she picked up basketball about grade six or seven. Um, and her friends um, invited her to come out to Bow River Basketball. And Bow River basketball is one of the zones of Calgary minor basketball. So um, that's what that's what Calgary minor basketball is all about is, you know, giving people an opportunity. And she's gone from that to uh, skeleton and um, just amazing how she met Kelly Forbes, who's now an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs and was also involved in skeleton as well. So um I just was touched by her story. I thought it was really uh, pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really that like it's a testament to Calgary minor basketball and, and just basketball overall is like come try or any youth sport, really. Just the friends got her out to try it and, and look where it led her. I'm a little I'm a little um, surprised Kevin didn't send you his podcast because he was our first guest. But we're uh, we're glad you took a listen to Michaela's as well. <laughs> I love that. Um, Mike, so dealing with Calgary Minor Basketball Association, what, like, this is a, our true grassroots entry level. Um, what age groups do you deal up, like, are, is Minor Basketball up to? Is it all the way up through high school? Or yeah, what age does it start at? Yeah, like, our U9 program is in-house. So the 10 zones have uh, an in-house program uh, called Tykes. And uh, the Tykes are, um, you know, they're seven and eight year old players that come in and start start to develop their ball handling skills and shooting skills. Uh, the zones that comprise Calgary minor basketball, some of them have 50 Tykes in their zone uh, to start out at U9 and others have about 200. So it just depends on the size of the zone. Um and uh, then after they go through U9, they then uh, graduate into U11. And uh, U11 is where they enter the Calgary Minor Basketball League. And then they are in um, divisions um, throughout Calgary Minor Basketball and U11. Um, from U11, they go to U13, and then U15, and then U18 is the, is the high school um, division. Um, so yeah, those are the those are the different levels of Calgary Minor. Yeah, and just when you got those little seven and eight year olds trying to chuck a ball and trying to actually get it high enough to hit the net, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really that. cool. Yeah, yeah, they they're just there's just uh, I just love the way that they play. It just they just they don't hesitate to shoot. So yeah, no, it's everybody's job. Um, so this year's uh, COVID's been especially challenging for Calgary Minor basketball. How did the board come to the decision to pull the league for the year? Well, actually, what happened was is we were really waiting upon uh, the city of Calgary and the uh, and the school boards to see what they were going to do with gymnasiums. Um, and uh, they with the with the CBE and the and the Catholic school boards uh, and French school boards shutting down their gyms. 
um, then that they basically notify the city of Calgary uh, Parks and Rec Parks and Recreation Department that uh, those gyms are not available. And um, they had shut the gyms down originally to December 31st um, of this year. Um, and so with that, our zones weren't able to practice. And the other the other problem that we faced is with small cohort groups of these mini leagues of 50 players is that like we can have a U13 boys evaluation in September and there could be 150 boys in the gym being evaluated. And, um, and that's not including, that's just the boys. That's not including the staff, the volunteers and everybody that's involved in trying to sort all those boys out into, you know, 15 different teams. So um, just with COVID and, and losing the gymnasiums, for our, for our zones on practice nights and then the um, and just not being able to have proper evaluations. It just, it, it, it created it where only some of our zones that had private facilities were able to carry on with in, um, you know, with house leagues and uh, these mini cohorts. So we are have, we are having some basketballs running, but we may only have about a thousand players in total where we'd usually have about 4,500 players um, when our, when our big league is running. So it's, it's drastically different than what it was before. Are, um, are you guys worried too about maybe some of those people not coming back for a few years? Like I know a lot of people may not want, feel comfortable going to sports right now and say, then these kids are inactive or maybe not, you know, going to basketball like they always did. And what if they never come back? Is that something that you guys are prepared for? Yeah, great question. Um, you know what? We we actually have really seen, even through COVID, um, just a, a big desire uh, and requests and people looking for basketball. Um, with kids just going to school and uh, and then when the, when the programs were taken away in the spring with the shutdown, we lost our entire spring league. Um, families um, just didn't want their kids to be you know, what, what's the word sedentary, like just sitting around and doing nothing. And, and there's been such a demand, um, for, for the limited spots that we have to, um, to take those, to take those spots and families. Like I, I personally coach, I continue to coach as well as being the general manager. And, um, the parents are so grateful just to have an opportunity for their kids to continue to play in sports. So, I really think that, you know, kind of by that litmus test, I think that the, the sport will rebound very strong. I mean, up until our um, stoppage, we had grown exponentially. We in, in 2013, 2014, we had 242 teams in the fall league. And by 2019-20, because um, uh, we, we finished up the season at the end of February of, of 2020, we had we had 331 teams. Wow. We, we we've grown every year uh, for the past seven years um, exponentially, and the Raptors were also a big um, bump at the end of it. Like we were growing before the Raptors um, had their big playoff run in 2019, but now we're just you know we just continue to grow. So I, I say I we really think there's going to be a very strong demand for um for basketball it's become the second most popular played sport in canada 
So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know I live close to the bounce in East Village, that new court that they had put in a couple years ago. And every time I drive by, it is full of kids playing pickup games for the last couple of years it's been there. It, it really has. I know the Raptors really helped that surge, but um, it is fast growing here, which is it makes me happy to hear that that more kids are obviously still seeking out sport because that's one of my concerns about COVID is that kids won't maybe turn to sport and they're, they're going to turn to other things. And, you know, we want to make sure that they have the avenue of sport still. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just continuing to grow at a grassroots level, it just makes me so happy to hear that. Mike, um, you mentioned Kevin Webster before. So Grace and I are both ambassadors for kids sport. Um, what what is your experience in dealing with the Calgary Minor Basketball Association and kids sport? Um, how many would you say are you aware of how many applicants directly apply through kids sport um, that become, uh, I, I guess for better words, like part of the, the association or is that something that's kind of taken care of separately? Yeah, not not specific. I'm, I'm not aware of the specific numbers. Um, mm-hmm. but because the zone registrations, um, the individual players register through their zones. So we don't, we don't see that exact information of how many are getting kids sports assistance. However, okay. we do, we, I am aware that it is in the hundreds, um, every year. So probably in the past seven years, since I've been involved with Calgary minor, I mean, it could be in the thousands, um, that have been affected by the kids sport assistance. Um, we do get inquiries at the office because, you know, Kidsport is trying to track down a family to make sure they get them the, the funds. And then we have to go back to the zone and, and make sure that those funds are allocated to the proper athlete. Um, I think Kevin and his team there, um, they do a fantastic job. Um, and um, even as Michaela was saying in one of your other podcasts, you know, we, we also believe in the multi-sport athlete. Um, very much so. So we want kids to try basketball, but we want them to be doing other sports as well. So um, I think kids sport just does a fantastic job of supporting um, the Calgary chapter of, of um, youth sports. Clearly there's, yeah, I love it. And, and we're so happy that kids sport, obviously people are using it um, because it's there and, and kids are getting access to sport that otherwise might not have been able to. I think that there's a collaboration in the works with uh, with Alberta Skeleton and, and basketball. <laughs> might be. And maybe some bobsled too, because we have had some basketball players or people that played basketball going uh, going into slotting sports. So maybe we get some of the older players out to try some slotting sports. One of the yeah, we might have to start recruiting from the Calgary Minor Basketball Association. I love it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Michaela's story was really exciting. Um, actually, Grace, I have a hello from you from our vice president of marketing, um, Andrew Gustafson. He's also a board member with the Okotoks Basketball Association. Um, I believe he was your trainer for five years, um, um, you know, approximately about 10 years ago when he was working with you <laughs> when you were a competitive figure skater. So, uh, Andrew, just wanted to say a big hello to you. Oh, I definitely. I'm. I'm very touched he still remembers who I am because, yeah, that was quite a, He was my first strength and conditioning coach really ever. Um, and I'm, I still think about him. And I actually was looking on your website and I saw his name. So, hi, Andrew. Um, glad to hear <laughs> you're still doing great things. And uh, that's funny. Small world. I love it. 
Um, I'm going to go back a little bit here to your coaching days with uh, Three Hills Bible College. Was that in ACAC at the time? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we uh, were in the, the ACAC league and um, I was, my wife and I were flown out and the first year when we kind of looked over everything, the, the program had only had one win uh, in the league. I think we were one in 19 and uh, I didn't do much better my second year. I think we were 0 and 20, a perfect 0 and 20. So I had a perfect record my se- the first year that I, that I coached there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, with a lot of hard work and, and everything, we, uh, we recruited players from, from everywhere. Um, Northern Alberta, Northern BC, um, the interior of British Columbia, you know, Montana, you name it. And, uh, eventually in 2001, we made the playoffs and, uh, played Grant McEwen, who was a nationally ranked at the time. So um, that was very exciting. Um, I think the school, it was, it was very hard because it was a small school and probably one of the smaller athletic budgets in the conference, if not the smallest. And uh, I don't think it really fit them well. And so then they, they went into a different uh, league after, after a few years after I had finished uh, coaching there. So I think, it, I think they went into a league that fit them a little bit better um, going forward. But yeah. I've heard they they're applying again to potentially get back in the ACAC. So oh, yeah. interesting. Now, yeah, there's been a lot of shuffle now that uh, some of the ACAC, like Mount Royal and Grant McEwen, are you know, competing in this the U sport and all that. But it just goes to show how much basketball has grown over the last you know couple decades, where like you know these the small Bible college could actually have a chance against Grant McEwen, where I don't think like now that would almost be like a like laughable just because the caliber has changed, but that's pretty awesome of an opportunity for you as pretty much one of your, for your was that your first gig as a, as a coach, I'm guessing. Hey, cause even though you were, you were just the assistant at the, the high school before. So that's a pretty big role to walk into. And all of a sudden now you got to deal with recruiting and, and, uh, and another thing, um, de- uh, dealing with women. So how did that differ for you? Did that, um, with Grace and I both being female athletes, uh, it's a, I always find it fascinating, male coaches. And I'm wondering if there was a, anything you learned from coaching females or anything you had to change about your coaching style? Yeah, actually, that was my first time uh, coaching female athletes was in 1999. <laughs> Man, it feels like forever, forever and a time ago. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely had to make adjustments and... Um, uh, I found that um, coaching female athletes was was incredible, uh, just because of their attention to detail, um, and you didn't have to explain it a few times. You could explain it one time, and they they understood what was happening. The other thing that was interesting about female athletes is that they always wanted to know how everything went to the end of an offense or a play or something like that. And I would say, well, we'll never really ever get there. So there's no point in me showing you that. But (laughs) if I didn't put, if I didn't put that to rest, um, I learned very quickly that if I didn't go to the very end of it, which we usually wouldn't get to in the shot clock that they, they, uh, they really appreciated knowing the ins and outs and all the inner workings of it. So um, I think that's something that I learned uh, um, coaching (laughs) athletes. So um 
It was one of the greatest experience, most difficult experiences of my life and greatest experience of my life all at the same time. I bet. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. A little different now with your U11s, hey, I'm guessing? Yeah, I'm coaching 10-year-old athletes now and, and, and ladies. Um, and uh, I'm very fortunate. Um, I actually do a little bit of coaching for the Calgary Basketball Academy. And uh, they just have some really promising young uh, 10-year-old players coming up that have high hopes and dreams. And um, there's been some really great players coming out of that program. So it's been an honor to, to work with them and coach with them. Wow. And are you still involved? Is the Junior NBA, uh, that's a national-wide run program, correct? That's correct. That's, that's through the province of Alberta and uh, Canada Basketball. So it's a national program, Canada-wide, and um, um, it's it's actually not part of the CMBA. It's a it's a separate skills development program by Canada Basketball. Um, so, um, I mean, it could become part of CMBA, but at current, it's it it isn't. And uh, uh, different groups and organizations run it throughout the province and across um, across the country. Uh, actually, my son was participating in it. He is. Uh, he was five years old in the spring, and he was participating in it um, until COVID <laughs> shut it down. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, my next question is: Have you ever met Steve Nash? You know, the very funny thing about it was, is that as much time as I spent on the St. Michael's University campus, no, I actually didn't meet him. Um, I I never met him at all. Um, I actually coached his sister for probably five minutes when their coach was late <laughs> at a tournament, which was, they had just pulled me out of the stands because there was no one there to, to uh, help their team. But they all seem to know what to do. And uh, I think Joanne, uh, his sister, she um, she's involved uh, with a lot of his charities. So I think they're doing a lot of great things. And it's great to see Steve now. He's the coach of the, the um, Brooklyn Nets and, uh, and this will be his first year coming up actually pretty quickly here, December 22nd, they'll start playing. So. Yeah. I saw actually, um, we're recording this on the night of the NBA draft and I know he was, he was him and his wife were doing a pretty funny impersonation. He was, his wife was basically bouncing around like a basketball with her shirt pulled over her knees, but those two seem like they're pretty fun. And, and like, I think all of Canada is just so proud that he's Canadian because he's such a good name to be associated with us. I love it. I feel like uh, that will really that would really wrap up the full circle for you is when you get to meet Steve Nash. And I say when <laughs> I feel like with all the great things they're doing um, in the sport of basketball, it it could be in the cards and it would make it all go full circle. Um, we just want to thank you so much, Mike, for coming on and sharing a bit of your story and basketball and just talk, letting us know really about how basketball works in, in Alberta and in Calgary. Um, it's so appreciated that we were able to have you on. Oh, I'm, I'm really thankful you guys were able to have me. And um, if if people are looking to sign up for basketball, um, please don't look for it in September. Look for it uh, May 1st and June 1st. Um, you'll you'll you can go to our website at um, cmba.ab.ca um, and. Uh, you can find our programming, our 10 zones, and which one to register with. We have a zone map, but also look for bold signs that are out on the road and, 
and in the beginning of May or the beginning of June, depending on the area you're living in the city. So um, we get a lot of phone calls in September looking for basketball, but sign ups, sign ups in the late spring, just so people know. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I was going to say that spring. Really, you sign up early. Um, I guess, Mike, just adding on to that, does that mean uh, have they kiboshed the spring leagues as well, or are you still trying to plan those? Um, yeah, we we um, we we are uh, forging ahead with uh, with a plan for spring league. Um, we can do it because we can um, we can run it in four tournament weekends, mm-hmm. and uh, we're running it over the months of April, May, June. And um, our first one uh, will be in April, um, and then we're going to have two in May and uh, one in June. We have 19 days apart um, from when one tournament ends and the other tournament begins to um, just allow uh, the 50-person cohort. So if you're in a 50-person cohort, that's, that's, that's four teams playing in that, in that pool and they can play in that pool. And then if we have some lopsided games uh, in April, we will be able to then adjust those teams um, for the May tournament and, and so on until we get to the final tournament in June um, because you have to have a 14 days off to reset your cohort. So we're, we're going by the Alberta Health Services rules that are implemented right now uh, to, to build this tournament schedule. The big challenge we have, though, is we don't we don't have enough gym facilities that we have had in the past. So our team spots will be limited. And and we we do believe it's going to be a very high demand. Um, We we may have to turn teams away. Um, We just won't have enough room with with, you know, trying to book private facilities because we're using private schools and rec centers right now. Yeah, well, fingers crossed this pandemic, we can get through it. And uh, hopefully by that time, we can start looking at um, working with the city to try and get into gyms again and get all those ballers out and back playing and and getting some physical activity back into our lives. Yeah, absolutely. We we just want to get the kids back out on the court and um, and get this next generation with a basketball in their hands and um it takes them a long time. Like uh, soccer starts at like U3, which is unbelievable. And basketball is starting at five. So um, you, you got you to gotta spend a lot of time with that ball in your hands, getting used to it and familiar with it just to develop your skills. So, um, but I think our sport in the country and in the city is just, is, is doing tremendously well. Um, I, it's, it's very exciting to be a part of basketball in these times. Actually, the NBA has, um, outside the United States, the NBA, the most players that it has, has is from Canada um, playing in the NBA. So that's really cool. And we're seeing a lot of female athletes as well that are playing. Um, one of our players just recently um, that started in the CNBA, um, Yvonne Ejim, is down at Gonzaga University uh, in Spokane, Washington, and she has a scholarship there. So uh, it's just great to see these athletes just going on to bigger and better things that is great to hear absolutely and as a as an edmonton minor basketball association alumni i can tell you that every time we came down we we always were coming to calgary because the tournaments here were always so well run and and they have such a great minor basketball program around here so keep up the good work and thank you again for joining us and uh stay healthy out there 
All right. Thanks a lot, ladies. Thanks for having me on tonight. Okay. It was nice to talk with you. Thanks, May. Bye. All right. Thank you. Take care. At Canland Energy, community investment is a cornerstone of our corporate culture. We have a responsibility to support the communities in which we work and operate in. By focusing our investment initiatives, we can make a positive and measurable impact. Thank you to Kidsport for the opportunity to become their first partner here in Cochrane, Alberta. It comes with great elation knowing that Canland's contributions will be a key piece to kids returning to sport this year. We at Sport Calgary like to stay active, in person and online. Be sure to follow us at Sport Calgary on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn.